<sighs> the comfort of your favorite seat is now your comfy car selling command center, thanks to Carvana. It doesn't get any better than this. Your favorite seat's the best spot in the house. Make it even better by entering your license plate or VIN and getting a real offer in minutes. There really is no place like home. And speaking of home, Carvana will pick up your car from yours after you finalize your offer. Visit Carvana.com or download the app and sell your car from your comfy place. I'm Rachel True. And I'm Trent Venegas. And you're listening to Quoting Gene Roddenberry. The 100-day podcast that celebrates what would have been the 100th birthday of that guy that created Star Trek. Each day between now and the end of our podcast, August 19th, one of Star Trek's biggest icons, or celebrity fans, or both, will be quoting Gene Roddenberry. Then we're going to take a deep dive into why we think this sci-fi legend still has a lot to say to the world. Today's quote is read by the evergreen Ed Begley Jr., the planet Earth is a happier home because we children had a playmate of such never-ending curiosity and such ever-growing imagination. I would like to give a warm welcome to the other co-host of the Roddenberry Star Trek podcast, Mission Log, Mr. Norman C. Lau, who is our guest host for the rest of the week. Welcome, Norman. Thank you so much. I am so absolutely honored to be here amongst all of you fans and uh, especially for this uh, celebration of Gene Roddenberry's quotes. So what was the first thing that resonated with you when you heard this quote? Well, first of all, I really enjoyed seeing Ed Begley uh, say this quote because uh, in, in an episode of Star Trek Voyager, he played this media mogul named uh, Starling. And he went from kind of like this, this happy-go-lucky, hippie, 60s kind of guy, and then he got his hands on technology, which completely changed his worldview and the worldview of the, of the rest of the planet going forward. And I thought that going back to this quote, it's interesting to juxtapose those two, those two uh, philosophies mm -hmm. because the earth in and of itself, when you're younger, when you're, when you're unafraid to go out there and explore and pick up a tree branch and pretend it's a lightsaber mm -hmm. or go into a, a, a rubble uh, playground and then pretend it's a castle fighting off dragons and nice, your imagination is what takes you so far into your own internal uh, just internal dialogue of, of a place where you're fearless and your imagination runs wild and you dream. And I think that's something that's a very, very apropos to maybe uh, one of the things that you said uh, in a previous episode with John is that social media takes us out of this certain context of how to go out there and be fearless, how to go out there and live and imagine and be wild and carefree. And that's what the earth gives us until we choose not to receive that anymore. Well, they, uh, you know, what's interesting to me about this quote, too, is it's very optimistic, right? Mm -hmm. It's not actually how we operate all the time here on Earth. We are not always, we do not always have never-ending curiosity for our peers. We see by the strife around the world is what I'm saying. Mm -hmm. A lot of the strife comes from, I don't want to see something different. I don't want to be around anything different, right? So to me, this is an idealized quote, and, and we do spin at this vibration on this planet on occasion, right? And when we do, it's happier here. Also, I think it's interesting we're referred to as children, because you could take it literally as literal mm -hmm. children. What you're talking about, Norman C. Lau, when we're children, mm -hmm. We do take a branch and we, at least my generation, would take a box and draw spaceship numbers on it and we'd go to the moon. You know, things are a little different now, but I also think children can be used for just 
citizens of of Earth or people who still have their imagination intact and curiosity intact. So I am still a child in that respect. And we have talked previously, there have been earlier uh, quotes that we've discussed from Gene that talk about uh, humanity's immaturity, that once we mature beyond the pettiness that we exhibit now, will we be able to travel to the stars and experience other life forms? So again, it's another quote where he's equating, you know, humanity with immaturity. In this instance, it's a little sweeter, you know, referring to us as children, and I love that you mentioned that episode of Voyager, Norman, because that's one of the episodes that stands out the most in my mind. First of all, I loved that the the action takes place in the 90s. The Voyager crew travels back to the past of, in the 90s. So they're, they got to wear like actual clothing of the time. But mm-hmm. the the villain of this two part episode was a human, you know, like there are there are countless countless alien species out there that are always set up as the foil that are always set up as the uh the antagonist but very often in star trek and in many of the star trek franchises the villain can be uh a human himself and you know henry starling was one of those villains well true enough and i think that there's an interesting uh a dichotomy at play here because when gene says we had a playmate Mm. He's speaking of it almost in a past tense. I'm not going to say that he misquoted what he wanted to say, far from be it for me to do mm-hmm. that. But as children, we had a playmate, meaning that we made a conscious choice somewhere along the line, either as children mm-hmm. or as adults that haven't really matured to a level where we can act uh, more, most respectively to each other. So there is a conscious choice when we decide to stop being dreamers yeah. and stop being people that have a little bit of that imaginative boldness to them, that fearlessness. And we start building these walls and start compartmentalizing our lives. Unless you're an actor like me, and then you could just be an immature child your entire life. (laughs) And get paid for it. And that's the best job ever. It's not for everyone, (laughs) but I kind of like it. I mean, it lets me lean into something that in another job would be a deficit in maturity. But in my world, having imagination Mm -hmm. and being able to call on that is actually a gift, you know? Uh, And I, I like that about... I don't know about being a human, right? You can either have curiosity about yourself and the world around you, or you can kind of shut down. I don't think it happens at any particular certain age. I think we get a little beat down by life, yeah. right? But I think it's if- like a loss. It's like a loss of innocence, right? So we, uh, if if we have our stick that is a lightsaber, or we have our you know, quarry that is a castle and then someone comes along and breaks that stick or makes fun of you for playing in the dirt or playing with rocks. You don't have toys, you know, like it's that kind of thing that starts to break down that innocence, that that dreamer aspect that left unfettered could really grow into something bigger. But as you know, as we know, growing up as kids, like that's not always the case. There's 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 usually a loss of innocence somewhere. Norman had a good point about technology, I want to jump in and say, because in that episode, uh, the man, as you pointed out, Trent was the bad guy, but kind of tech, right, was also Mm -hmm. the bad person. Mm -hmm. And I think we're in a bit of a wild, wild west scenario right now. We're not we're at the birth of all this tech stuff. And so it is a bit weird, right? Mm -hmm. It's weird out there. I don't think tech is the enemy, though at all, like some people do, you know? I actually love this and feel like I should have been born way in the future when I could transport. 
You know, <laughs> I don't want to be the te- the test person and only one arm gets transported. You know, I want it. I want it finalized and done. <laughs> yeah, we want. We don't want to have that issue that they had in the motion picture with uh, Lieutenant uh, Commander Sonak. We don't want that to happen. No. But you know, but Rachel, the thing is with technology is that it has the capacity to do one of two things. I think for people to either allow them to explore and to be more yeah. creative, mm-hmm. or to let that be the rails of which they live their lives upon. And I I think that it really depends on whether or not you're going to, as Trent, you you so eloquently put it, whether or not you're going to accept that that stick is broken. Mm -hmm. That stick is an idea in your Mm -hmm. mind that allows you to continue the dream, to continue to be that person who boldly goes. And if you accept something as being true, then eventually it will become true, either for going into the future with a fearlessness in your heart or accepting that this is the way things are mm-hmm. and this is the way that I'm going to relegate my life into the society. And I think that um, with this quote, going back to what Jean said, it's, it's a happier home because this earth, this planet earth allows us to at least accept the possibility of being able to go into mm-hmm. the future and try it's when we stop trying is when we stop learning yep. and we stop accepting what we can push ourselves to be. Oh. And when that happens, we no longer think in that childlike state. And what, you know, another thing I really like about this quote is he says the planet Earth. He doesn't say America, you know, mm-hmm. versus right. the USSR. You know, it's not that at all. It is we are and we see we're in the beginning of becoming a very global society. But again, I say we're in the very beginning. And so there's a lot of growing pains right now. But I think at a certain point when we are actually all interconnected by technology, right? Mm-hmm. It's to me, that's a beautiful day. And how lucky are we that, you know, Gene never lost sight of his playmate, his never ending curiosity, his ever growing imagination. I, I feel like, you know, Again, we talked in a, in a previous episode about uh, how much Gene was an avid reader and how much he loved reading and spending time with books and just allowed him to nurture his creativity and his curiosity and was able to put that pen to paper, create an entire universe that we're talking about all these years later and for sure will outlive all of us. There's a really interesting quote that John Cleese said, and I'm, I'm going to paraphrase it because I don't know it word for word and I really should. And I guess you can go online and find it if you wanted to. But he said that nothing destroys creativity as quickly as fear. Mm. So the, the attempt to do something, something that you've always wanted to do, something you've always wanted to try, try it. There is nothing that's going to happen mm-hmm. except for not trying mm-hmm. it, right? The worst that could happen is oh, no. Or the worst. That I always say this to people too, Norman, because I'm like, listen, fear, right? It's such a weird, icky thing to let control us. And most of us, including me, have just buckets of it, right? But yeah. when you do kind of push past it and you try something, let's say you fail. So what? Who cares? You failed. Like, try it again. That's my thing is mm-hmm. I actually advise people, and maybe this will help someone who's listening, like walk through some of that fear in your imagination, mm-hmm. right? It's a scary thing to do. So do it when you're feeling okay, maybe, but kind of walk through, well, what if I did it and I failed? 
And then kind of picture that and get it out of your system is my point. Because you, you've looked at one of your biggest fears right in the eye. You've actually seen yourself fail. Now do it. Now learn from those mistakes that you saw in your imagination mm -hmm. and actually really go for it. Because we wouldn't have a Star Trek if exactly. Mr. Roddenberry hadn't pushed past some of his own. Will people want to see this? Is it interesting? Let's, Are these concepts yeah. of diversity in today's world going to resonate? Had to, sure. I'm not, I can't speak for Mr. Roddenberry, right? I don't know if he had any fear, but he's a human being. So he had some fear, period. Well, let's think about the fact that the original series was not a smash hit. It didn't, you know, run for many, many years. It was, you know, a show that was on for a few years and then not. But he still had more to say. He very clearly still loved the concept and the universe that he created. And you know, in the late 80s, he gave it another go with The Next Generation and a huge smashing success. And the great thing about Gene pushing through that fear is that it resonated with people. It connected with people so that that boldness has been able to basically cascade into so many generations of lives up until this point. And if he didn't, where would he be now on this mm -hmm. planet Earth? would we be in a better or worse place? And that's what happens if you don't push yourself forward. All right. We want to um, thank Norman C. Lau for being our guest today. We're lucky enough to have him back for a few more episodes. If you guys would like to see any of the video of what quotes we've been playing, you can head on over to the Roddenberry social media pages, Instagram, Twitter, Facebook. And we hope you'll join us tomorrow for another episode of Quoting Gene Roddenberry. Thanks for joining us for another episode of Quoting Gene Roddenberry. We'd love to hear your thoughts on today's quote. So tweet us, post us, DM us, whatever. We're at Roddenberry on Twitter and Facebook and at Roddenberry Official on Instagram. Quoting Gene Roddenberry is a Roddenberry podcast hosted by me, Rachel True. And me, Trent Venegas. Producing are Claire Kramer and Kelsey Goldberg with executive producers Trevor Roth and Rod Roddenberry. Engineering and editing are provided by Elizabeth Joy Windham. And special thanks to all those who were kind enough to read a quote and give a voice to Gene Roddenberry's everlasting words. Live long and prosper. Look around. You can find cars like these on AutoTrader. Like that car riding your tail. Or if you're tailgating right now, all those cars doubling as kitchens and living rooms are on AutoTrader too. Are you working out and listening to this ad at the same time? Well, multitasking pro, cars like the ones in the gym parking lot are for sale on AutoTrader. New cars, used cars, electric cars, maybe even flying cars. Okay, no flying cars, but as soon as they get invented, they'll be on AutoTrader. Just you wait. AutoTrader.